don't touch anything. <laughs> it's the greatest find yet. Nothing compares to it. But it's definitely something you should hear. This is The Real Deal with Larry Lawton. Welcome to The Real Deal with me, Larry Lawton. We have a great show today. I hope you all had a great weekend. Uh, been busy, you know, this weekend I am going to Connecticut. I am going to film the VH1 show, My True Crime Life Story. And uh, that is with VH1. I'll let you all know when it is airing. So here we are on a Monday. I got a lot of energy. And I brought a person into my studio here today who I know for a long time. So I know this case personally. Uh, boy, you want to talk about getting fucked over. And this lady was uh, put in jail for a year and literally lost her kids for a year and it's very emotional because she's really a good person she cares about her kids she cares about her family and you know what you're gonna get i'm gonna get into the story with her uh so you like you're gonna really be stay tuned to a really pretty wild story uh but before i get started please let's thank oliva cigars oliva cigars are my sponsor they are great people uh you all hear me say it and i mean it, it i'm not just saying that I really actually mean it uh, because Oliva, uh, they took a shot with Larry Lawton and we are working together, both of us, uh, very closely. And, you know, they're just good people. And, I, I mean, and, of course, they are the makers of the Crooked Diamond Cigar right here, everybody. Crooked Diamond Cigars. Dana smokes cigars. And that's who's my guest, Dana Lloyd. And Dana Lloyd's story is going to be amazing. And also, you guys, check out. The Crooked Di uh, the Gangster Redemption book. Uh, people love it. And, you know, this book has a lot to do with this show, believe it or not, because I talk about the horrors of prison, and I talk about uh, uh, what can happen to you if you make bad choices, and what can happen to you when you make good choices, and you stick to your guns, uh, which, you know, I'm going to get into that and, and, and everything that goes on with this case right here. So let's get right into things. I have Dana Lloyd with me. And uh, Dana, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you for having me. You know, Dana, I know you a long time. I always wanted to do this show. Uh, it's time. I think it's time. Uh, we're going to talk about your case. Let me give the audience a little bit of a backdrop. Okay, perfect. Uh, Dana was the editor of a local newspaper called Brevard's Best News. Brevard's Best News was like a uh, watchdog newspaper. They would you know, out corruption in, in de various departments, politicians, uh, school boards, police agencies, a whole bunch of stuff. And she, uh, here's what I always said to her, and I know Dana for a long time. Uh, she is a bulldog. When I say bulldog, she would investigate a case, get multiple sources. That's what I always loved about her because <laughs> she used to run things by me. And uh, I told her, nope, nope, and she leave here crying leave her leave my place crying uh and the reason why is because i would let her know that it's not ready or because i'm you as everybody knows on my whole show dana uh in all my platforms i'm a straight shooter i think you know that from, oh right between the face straight shooter <laughs> yeah I, well, and i always been it's not just yes, the show no no, no you no, know no. me pretty well yes and i believe in that in because you there's no mistake in where i come from right you know uh, I don't give a fuck about a person's sexuality. I don't care about a person's bad choices and what they did in the past. I want to know what a person is doing today, how they're trying to help people doing whatever and stuff. And I'm a big believer in this is my house. 
So what goes on in my house stays out. As long as I'm not hurting kids or doing something like that. Uh, but if I wanted to have uh, 10 drinks or uh, smoke a joint or do drugs, that's my business. Mm-hmm. Now, I, again, I'm not here. Anything to do with hurting people, uh, the elderly or something like that, you should be held accountable. Uh, and I believe in that to, to the utmost. And you know that. Absolutely. Okay. So now what happened with Dana's case, I want to open the eyes to people. So Dana wrote some articles about a person who was, now listen to this, abusing a child now the articles again dana never defaced because she always told facts when i say facts i'm talking about police reports i am talking about uh uh posts that were written by him and never denied or whatever it is so dana wasn't just coming off trying to talk nasty about someone because you can't do that either you know you can you can really defame somebody by doing that and it's not right period let's go you know i Let's get away from legal on this show to a degree and talk about what's right and wrong. Now, Dana ended up calling the, if I'm off on any of this, please jump in. Absolutely, absolutely. So Dana ended up calling DCF. I, the, I called the 1-800 uh, abuse line. That's an anonymous line in, in our state. Okay, it's an anonymous line. Correct. And you ended up uh, uh, telling them that there's a kid being abused at a home? I did. I, I Yes. And when you did that, what did they say? Well, let's back up. The, the first thing that I said was I needed to report suspected abuse. Um, based on the data and the research and the articles I had already written, I, I had information. Now, uh, what did, now, you had information, value, not just the person saying something, right? No, I had information from um, a doctor's perspective, from a, a, a police officer in another state, and... Everything came together. Everything 100% matched. Okay, so, so it wasn't just some wife saying, hey, to get back at her husband. No. Okay, no. Go ahead. So with that being said, they asked me, what is my name? And the first thing I said is, wait, excuse me, this is an anonymous hotline. Why do I have to give you that? And there was hesitance. So in my brain, it was, if I don't give them a name, they're not going to investigate the case. One of my aliases that um, I had used in the past was Teresa Smith. So I said I was Teresa Smith, and fast forward, that's ultimately how I ended up getting arrested because it was a false call. Uh, but, Dana, if it was anonymous, correct? how did they say uh, you were false to begin with? Well, that's, uh, that's always been one of my million-dollar questions because, interestingly enough, you know, as, as time progressed and I went through the system and went through trial... This entire case has never been investigated by DCF. So you're talking to me, you, you called DCF. I did. Now, how does DCF get even to not investigate it or even say, think it's false? How do they know? Did they investigate that this kid was abused or not? They did not. So how do they know it was a false call? They do. Well, and, and that's the other determination was that DCF itself never determined my call to be false. It was the sheriff's department and the state attorney who said this is a false call. DCF kind of just sat back um, when, in, when I asked them, is my call fake or not? It was take it up with your, with your sheriff. Take it up with your state attorney. Uh, when they say take it up, somebody has to file a charge. Obviously, it is state attorney. And they can pick up a charge. Yeah. We know that. If somebody robs somebody and, they, and the person doesn't want to press charges, the state still can do that. Absolutely. So they decided that who decided your call was fake? 
that's that's never been answered. Well, other than the politicians in Brevard County, I can tell you for sure the official Department of Children and Families of the state of Florida never said it was a fake call. Ah, so nobody, okay, because I happen to read the statute. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the statute states a lot different than you were charged with filing a false call. After. Oh, I had two charges. I was I was originally charged with filing a false report to the abuse hotline and cyber stalking because I had written articles about this girl and the in the case that was going on. And and who at, at that time a sh- uh, another police officer from uh, South Carolina, so, yeah. North Carolina, I, South Carolina, one of the Carolinas. One of the Carolinas. Okay, now that person investigated this case and said that this kid was being abused by the father. Yes, and you know, I would like to get a big shout out to Detective John Whitfield, who was the original investigator on this case, who said, I have never seen anything so heinous. But because the crimes took place in Florida, he had his hands tied because the the little girl had confessed when she was in his state. She was the first person that 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 was disclosed to. And oh, the guy, cop. The cop has always been a big advocate. Okay, now that cop said that. Now that cop, uh, also a psychologist, I want to get verified, there's more than one just cop, right? Yeah, there's, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, there's more than just one. Um, there was mental health. There was. Um, now they all said this kid was abused. Yes. By the father. By the father. And nothing is being done. No. Now, does this child at any time say to anybody, well, obviously she said it to a police officer. Yes. She said it to a psychologist. Yes. And nobody is on the benefit of this child at least investigating this father? Well, yes, in the in the states that she disclosed. However, because the actual events took place in our county. Okay, Brevard County, Bre- Florida. Right. It was the case was transferred to I mean, I don't know how specific you want me to get if we can well, call no, no, I, if I, we can call names or No, I mean you can okay. do anything you want. This is a podcast. I listen. I'm not even worried about the names. I'm worried about the systematic failure. This was okay. This was probably. There's been a lot of systematic failures, but this one in particular has totally stuck with me because it was, it it was a complete failure on everybody's part in in this area. I mean, you did what at the time I remember this. uh, I think the governor might have been Charlie Crist. I forget. But the governor, and they all tell you, if you see abuse, you see child abuse, you have to report. Yes. In fact, uh, teachers, school teachers, they are bound by law, if they see something, to report it to authorities. Correct. Well, in, actually, in, in our state, and I think you're right, I think it might have been Governor Chris, everybody in the state of Florida is a mandated reporter. It doesn't matter what your job is. We all hold that responsibility. See something, say something. Hear something, say something. And, and so, okay, you at this time uh, are a person who uh, reports this. You hear about, how do you hear about the case? Oh, I have to go back and think how I originally became. Somebody, somebody, I, I had been following a lot of court cases um, for my paper. And I, <clears throat> there was a doctor's name, and I, I just, I can't recall his name right now. Anyway, he had reached out to me and suggested that I look into this case that's going on in my own backyard. Okay, so somebody reached out to you as a reporter. Yes. And asked that you uh, 
look into a case of a, a possible father abusing her his daughter. Right, and and not only. And how old was the daughter at that time? Um, I, I think five or six. At this okay, time. now I'm I'm going to be plays devil advocate. Absolutely, of course. Uh, are there cases? There must be a lot of cases where kids, you know, just say things or they're not abused, and and I feel for people who are falsely accused. Absolutely, I do too. Uh, and obviously, this man, uh, was uh abused, a cop in what are the Carolinas? I think South Carolina, mm -hmm. if I remember correctly, reading it, it's the South Carolina cop thinks he was abused. Definitely, definitely. The psychologist definitely thinks his child was abused. Yes. You just take their information, because you never interviewed the child, did you? I did not. Okay. So you're just taking information from two reliable sources that you believe are reliable. Absolutely. Now, was there any connection to this guy with these people? Meaning, uh, did this cop know this family at all? Did the psychologist know the family? Is there any reason you could believe that this cop and the psychologist are saying this because of other motives? No, not not the law enforcement and the psychologist in the Carolinas. However, there was relationship with the father in our law enforcement here. Oh, so wait, does this cop in South Carolina, I'm trying to break it down for the audience. Right, right. Does this cop in South Carolina call one of the detectives in Brevard County and say, listen, I'm sending you a case. Here's my report. I have an extensive report. I have pictures or whatever they have. And did they send it to the detectives here in Brevard County? Yep, and that's where the ball gets dropped. What do you mean it gets dropped? Does this cop follow back up and say, hey, listen, I did this case. What's going on? Well, for, for many, many, many months, years even, the original detective who received this case swore up and down that he had solved it. There was It was the mother was a liar. Um, it was all made up, and he hadn't thoroughly investigated it. Well, I went one step further I started asking for documentation of said investigation. Sure, through the Freedom of Information Act? Correct. Okay. Uh, to let everybody know, uh, it's called the uh, FOIA. It's called the Freedom of Information Act. If you, any citizen out there, if you want a report from a police department or uh, a school board or even anywhere, they have to give it to you if you request what they call a FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. Go ahead. Right. And, and, and just so you, your listeners know, a lot of stuff is redacted. So, like, I wasn't going to be able to ascertain in a Freedom of Information Act the, the name of the child. I already had the name of the child. Um, so, there, there is a lot of redaction done. But, so going back to what I, was, what I was getting to. So, once it got handed down here to our detective that handles these types of um, investigations, we did a cursory review on his Facebook. His Facebook, he's friends with the father. Been friends with the father for a long time. So I start asking questions in, in that aspect. What's going on? Why did you not recuse yourself from this case? Because obviously there's conflict. Uh, okay, you asked the detective that? I did, because at, at one point, that detective and I had a speaking relationship. Oh, so you, you, you'd ask him to say, hey, listen, uh, I, you were sent the case. Yep. Uh, they, there's an investigation on this case, and it says it was you, but I, I noticed that you're friends with the father, yep. the guy who's being accused. Yep. And he does not redact it. He does not recuse himself. He does not. So at that point, what do you think? I'm thinking... I a cover-up? I smell a rat. See, yeah, someone's doing something. Well, during also during this time, we're in the process of people's positions are changing within the sheriff's department. And this detective, 
um, is no longer with the department. He's gone. Is he is he gone as of today? Um, as of today, he works for another agency in our county. I mean, he's still local, but he's gone from the sheriff's department. Uh, because of disciplinary? That I don't know. Okay, you don't know. Okay, no. you never went back deeper and looked no, at it. No, I did not. Uh, so at this point, uh, the sheriff's department looks into you making a call? See, I want to get to, you go from TCF, you report it to DCF, they don't do anything. Correct. Or do they do anything at all? Like, do they uh, call the sheriff and say, well... Can you look into it? Somebody's got to look into it. You can't call DCF and then just, and if you did, somebody on there and drop the ball too. Right, well, so the number that I called was the Tallahassee phone number. Okay. Tallahassee assigns it to Brevard County. Tallahassee's the capital up in, in, in where the governor is and stuff, okay? Okay. Once Brevard County gets it, allegedly for many years we had a judge in Brevard County that put a no contact order on this child. That that meant that nobody could interview her, nobody could talk to her, but we later learned down the years uh, that that was all a lie. That never happened. Oh, of course it would. No, why would a judge do that? Exactly. But why did everybody believe they they would go to interview the child, and Dad would hold up this piece of paper that said, "You can't interview this child." By the power vested in me, per this judge, and everybody, and nobody double checked. No, not there until is, after I got charged. There is. Probably the big mistake. The dad hoodwinked, hoodwinked. Law, law, law enforcement saying, hey, no, you can't talk to him. I have a piece of paper from judge. Probably got a document, forged it, did everything else. Mm -hmm. And now the guy can't, uh, nobody can talk to this child. No. Okay. When do you find out that's false? Um, and where's the judge? Because the judge can't be involved in that, obviously. Is he? The, the judge that signed the original documentation was the same judge that for for no reason whatsoever just decides to remove the little girl um, from her mom and give full custody to the father, to the abuser. Okay, what I'm seeing off Jump Street mm -hmm. is somebody forged, forged documents. It might have been a document that the guy did sign and he was good at forgery and he put whatever he wanted in there with the judge's signature. Am, well, I, am I close? Well, mate, from what I understand is it was all it was it was bullshit that he just held up something and nobody went to receive so, it. So none of the law enforcement agencies involved, or I guess it was the sheriff's department. The sheriff's department was involved. The sheriff's department never, ever looked into, even if that document was real. No. Okay, so everybody's failing this kid at this point. Correct. Okay. This is how many years ago? Oh, let me think for a second. Now you go to jail. Yep. Am I correct? You go to prison and lose your own kids. Yes. For a year. Yes. I was yes. I was over making a phone call that they said was false. That is correct. You, okay, let me go back. You must have a prison record. No, absolutely. You must have had a prison record. You must have had no, you had to have a major prison record. Never been in trouble in my life. All right, you know my audience is saying bullshit. I, I know. Cause I, you know what? Let me let me do qualify something. Several years ago, I think in like 1994, um, I had gotten into an argument with a person I used to work for. They had bounced checks. Um, they said that I, I, one of the checks that was bounced, I, I can't even remember the scenario, but I, I took a plea, paid that money back, but there was not, court was not involved. There was not court. So to say I've never, never been in trouble, I, I had that little snafu. Now, listen, are you a felon? Were you a felon? Prior to this, absolutely yes. not. 
So you're not a felon, no. and your first offense, and all your first offense is, is what I'm seeing, and maybe correct me when I'm wrong. I will. You made a call to report a person being abused. Correct. Uh, does anybody look to say that you got your information from a police department out of South Carolina and a detective? Uh, you know him. You shouted him out, so you must think he's... Is he still around? He's retired, but he's he's still around and still follows this case. Okay. Uh -huh. So he believes there was abuse. A psychologist who interviewed the kid Correct. believes there's abuse by the father. Yeah. But you go to prison... You actually went to prison, correct? I, I went, well, excuse me, I'm sorry, I went to jail. Well, when you say jail, how, what was your sentence, please? I was, my complete sentence yes. was one year in the county jail, followed by two years of house arrest, followed by three years of probation. And I had to take my newspaper off the, up, down. Um, any articles that I had done pertaining to the case, had to be taken down. Um, originally, on top of that five years, I was not allowed to have internet access. I couldn't have email, nothing to do with the internet for five years. Thank God the Supreme Court said that we can't do that. So I got that back, but... Wait a minute. I, I, you said you just got... Now listen, my audience knows me. I tell it straight. Right. You got one year in jail, yes. two years of house arrest. Yes. Three years of paper. Yes. Oh. Community think, service or anything? Um, I think it was 1,700 hours of community service. 1,700 hours of community service. Yes. And you had to take your livelihood, which was what you did at that time. Yes. And you couldn't use your livelihood to make a living. Absolutely not. All for making a false call to DCF, which nobody proved was false. Bingo. Like you said it the best, right? Are you there. fucking kidding me? Absolutely not. Uh, uh, you know, if you're out there listening to this, you believe this, call me. Uh, 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 comment in the section below. You tell me if you believe. It's almost unbelievable. Uh, I happen to know you. Yeah. So I know some of the case. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I know enough about the case that says, yes, most of that is true. I didn't know a few things already. I'm, I'm You know me. I find things out. I'm a, a researcher. Right. And I'm, I'm deeper. I did not know that the judge didn't have anything to do with it because I think at the time people thought the judge did. The, the, the judge that I had or the judge? No, that, the judge with the signing of the paper. Obviously he didn't if it's all found to be false. I mean, there's been a, I can't prove anything, but there's been a lot of accusations that this particular judge would get involved in a lot of allegation cases or even straight up sexual crimes against Do you know children. what's going to happen on this show? People are going to call and they're going to comment and they're going to say, there's a pedophile ring in the government and all that. Do you believe that? Oh, I, I think that was part of my demise. I, I have believed that for years. Do you really? Do you think there's a bunch of people who like, want to fuck kids? I mean, it almost boggles my mind. I understand. Uh, uh, you know me. I'm wild. I'm crazy. I don't give a shit. But kids, you know, I, I have a protection for elderly kids, and you know that. Mm -hmm. I, I take care of my mother, yep. who's 90. Uh I, I try to keep kids out of prison. I talk to them all the time. I got so many kids that just love me because I try to help them. I'm mm -hmm. straight up with them. I, I only tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, what in the world would possess somebody to want to have sex with a kid? Especially, wait, let me even go better. A prepubescent, uh, how do you say it? Prepubescent. Prepubescent child mm -hmm. who, I, it, it, 
look at me. I'm almost speechless, and that's rare. <laughs> so, I mean, who would want to have sex with somebody like that? There's got to be a twisted mind. Now, if you believe there's a whole ring of twisted minds, it's almost hard for me to believe that. It really is, Dana. Okay, when I, when I say I think that there's a ring, I think there are some sick fucks in this ring, but I think there's more people that are probably not participating in the prepubescent sex, but in, if you're in the cover-up, if you're... If, Absolutely. If you're a hotel manager and you're letting people come to your hotel for an hour and right. do, what you, do what you do, right. I think you're part of the ring. So you think there's people who know about this child molestation ring and did nothing of it? Because if I yes, knew, yes. if I knew there was a kid on the corner or my neighbor's kid and, and I believed he's getting sexually abused, I will not only contact the authorities doing everything in a ball, and if that don't work, I'll probably beat the living fuck out of the guy himself. I can't even imagine me even knowing a friend of mine. If I knew of a friend of mine that did this, mm -hmm. first of all, he's not a friend, right. period, right. end of story right there, and I am going to stop that. Some way, somehow, if I truly believed it. Like if somebody was joking with me and showed me pictures of him with fucking a girl or, or something, that, I'm stopping it. It's not, it's cold, it's not ratting. That is, I am going to fucking stop it, period. Mm -hmm. now, I mean, I'm applauding you for trying to stop this. Thank you. Uh, I'm now going to the next level because you end up going to jail like as if you were, a, I mean, really a big time criminal. You know, what judge would sentence you to a year in jail, two years house arrest, three years probation, 1,700 hours of community service, and probably one of the most illegal things I think the judge did, I can't say what's sentencing about illegal, is take your First Amendment right away. Yes. I mean, literally take your First Amendment right away. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to know who this judge, you got to mention this judge because I, I didn't ask for names, but I need a judge's name on this. Well, and I will say before- I, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to pressure you even if you don't want to say it. Oh, I'm going to say it. But by the grace of God, this judge is no longer in our jurisdiction. Oh, uh, why? Uh, hello? Because she had been to the Supreme Court for other cases that she had botched and got a public, public reprimand. Um, I mean, this- the former, Who is the judge? The former judge is Judge Robin Lemonitis. Okay, this good Judge Robin Lemonitis. I know the name. Okay, well, I, it's not placing, but I know the name. Uh -huh. This judge, yes. she, I don't consider that a botched <laughs> fucking uh, case. I consider that, what did you do to her? Well, one of the things- Well, I mean, I, I, do you understand? Why would a judge sentence somebody to, listen, for a false call, a false call, that's all it is, a false call. Year in jail, never heard of that period ever in my life. No felony record. Mm -hmm. uh, two years, again, you guys listen to this, two years of house arrest. Can't leave your house. Three years of paper. You got a sentence, a serious sentence. I'm not kidding you. That's a serious sentence. Oh, absolutely. 1,700 hours can be served and First Amendment taken away. Obviously, that's not a botched case. That is a vendetta. Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And when, when I, I kind of have to determine or use the word botched, there was more. No, please say what's on your mind. There was more than she was involved. There was more people pulling the strings. For an example. Tell me an example, because you're saying she's a judge. They're the top tier, man. Right. Then, well, well, they're elected. Okay. So when you have an elected official, somebody might pull a string. I know about that because I did that. 
So it just, it just, <laughs> it just so happened that I, when I had my paper, I... Your paper? Oh, the newspaper. My, my, yeah, my online publication. I was contacted by a woman who, if memory serves me correctly, she was a teacher. She gets a DUI, and at that point, she gets Robin Lebanitis, who was a lawyer, to represent her. Gotcha. This shit show went, oh my God, it was one of the most horrific things. I didn't even believe the woman, because I'm like, there's no way. But one thing was, the, the lawyer was contacting this woman at 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And you verified that? Yes. Okay. You needed to meet me behind. Oh, you're oh, talking about the judge was a criminal defense attorney Correct. who had this DUI case. She she was the lawyer on right. the Right, okay, case. this is before she was a judge. But right. then she becomes a judge. Correct. Oh, now I'm seeing. So she becomes a judge. I asked her to recuse herself. Oh, yeah, that, that was my next question. Yes. Okay. Because I had written about her, and every we all knew it, and she obviously denied my request. Denied my request. Um, okay, you. So she's now the judge, holding judgment over you, and she and you wrote bad things about her yeah. as a criminal defense. You didn't write it as a judge. She was she wasn't a judge. Correct, not as a judge. And the other thing that I had written about was when she was a criminal defense attorney. She also belongs to an organization that defends men who are accused of sexual abuse. So I felt I mean, like wait, that 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 can't. That's not in itself a bad thing because no, a lot of men no, are right, falsely no, accused. So let's with, let's get I, that I right. I agree with that. That it, that's no, it's not a good thing to be falsely accused, and it's good that they, that there is representation. Right. However, I felt off the bat she was jaded that like any allegation that comes in, you know, the father's wrongly accused. The the father's wrongly accused, and I felt like with that being her background, she was not the best fit judge for my case. Okay, so now you did you did you bring this up to high courts or somebody somebody to say, you know, hey, uh, this judge here, I wrote about her in a newspaper and I called her a scumbag or whatever you did. I don't know what you called her. Uh, that she's now holding court over my case. Not until not until after and after I, what after my sentence and after everything. Why else. would you let this go on? Because I knew quick, fast, and in a hurry. That she and the other powers that be. Well, you say, don't ever just say powers that be. Okay. The powers state attorney, that, I'll, I'll, I'll use a name, Bill oh, Respis. Okay. Number two in the state attorney's office. Okay. He, third, third degree felony I have. Why is number two of the state attorney's office showing up at my case? That, yeah, that, you it know, third degree felony is a DUI, you know. A DUI, second DUI, I think is a third degree, a third degree, whatever it is, third one. Is it, it, they're not more misdemeanors that become a third degree felony. Correct. And not only that, obviously, DUI is worse than most third degree felonies. Correct. <coughs> Meaning on your case and everything else. Right. So you got the second in charge of a state attorney's office. Now, and the this county has oh, got a I'm half sorry, a sorry. million people. Right. So it's not a little county. No. And the state attorney itself here handles a million people because it's uh, Seminole County as well. Correct. It's called the 18th Judicial Circuit. Mm -hmm. So this person who's on your case is second in charge of a million people, uh, state attorney's office. Probably 200 attorneys, maybe. I don't know how many attorneys at the state attorney's office. I, I, I would fair to guess. Okay, let's, let's guess 200 people. Yeah. And he's on your case? They don't even do cases. So then he, he duels out. So now, again... The important thing to remember is third-degree felony. 
and I've got three prosecutors on my case. And the judge, Judge Lemonitis, anytime there was something going on, she would tell the prosecutors, oh, if you need to step out and call Bill to see if this is okay, go ahead and do that. I'll hold court. Now, that's all in transcripts, obviously. Correct. So there was so, wow. there was so much like ongoing stuff. Okay, now let's get to the next question that everybody's out there thinking. Okay. Who the fuck is your lawyer? Because <laughs> I, as you know, I have a, a law degree or yes, I have the yes. credits to be. I hate to say it, I have the credits to be a lawyer. I did law for 10 years. Yes. I know the law pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my assistant, Nick, can handle this case and fucking win it just because he's got common sense and he can read. So what happened in your case? So originally, um, I, I really honestly, let me, let me back this up. I got a phone call about, I'll say, within one month of me calling the, the abuse hotline, the anonymous line. I now get, you thought, now when you made that phone call, because this is the start of everything, right. you make this phone call, you must have hung up and said, they didn't say, hey, you're false. They didn't. They took no. the information. Correct. I hung up the phone, and what I said on my front porch, I'll remember that. I just remember this day. I said, thank God. Thank you. Someone's finally going to go look at what is going on with this little girl. That's exactly what I said. So, fast forward three weeks, I get a phone call from a detective. He, I'm detective. I don't even remember his name. So and so with BCSO, and I want to help you. Figure out what is going on with this child. I've read your articles, and when can we sit down and have a conversation? At that point, everybody that I was that was in my circle said, "No, you never, ever, ever talk to a law enforcement officer because you just don't do that. They're trying to build a case against you." But you, but at this time, you 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 talked to him. Oh, I invited him over and made cookies and tea. Uh, okay, you at this point you trusted law enforcement, obviously. Absolutely, I did. Is anybody in your family in law enforcement? At this point, my husband works for the for our local sheriff's department. So he's in law enforcement as a corrections deputy. Okay, so he's a corrections deputy. So you you have to believe that you know. I mean, he he must say it's bad and good and everybody. You know, like I agree with that always. Yep. So you you don't have a distaste for law enforcement. Not at this point, I do not. Okay, so now you talk to this detective. Because I'm not going to get off this. So right. you talk to the detective. How long after this phone call do you, you do you get arrested, like physically arrested? Or they call you up and say, come on in. We want to talk to you. Oh, no. So um, th- this all happened on a Friday. Friday, I homeschooled my children. Okay. And we are getting, I, actually, actually, I wasn't even feeling really well that day. But we're getting ready to start our activities. And there is just this pounding on the door. And, you know, not that I've ever had law enforcement pound on my door, but you just know that that's True. the knock. It's not a neighbor knock. No, it is not. So I remember one of my sons saying, Mom, there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of sheriffs outside. I've got six sheriff's cars outside my house. And I open the door, and there's a sheriff standing there, and, you know, all cards on the table, all honesty. I took a step back and tried to close the door. And he put his arm in, and he and you can't do that. Anyway, he said, "We have a warrant for your arrest." Oh, they can then do it. Yeah. They can come get you. Yeah, obviously. So, so a judge signed this warrant. 
Yes. What and, judge? Um, judge Mall, who's not here with us anymore. I right? know him. Uh, judge Mall, M-A-H-L. Uh, he was a good... I didn't see he was a bad judge. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Well, I knew off the bat... Okay, remember I told you I was charged with one misdemeanor and one third-degree felony. My bond is 10-5. What? Yes. No, no, a desk appearance fee, you know, desk appearance or something. No, no, man. You know, I, I'm gonna look into this case, Dana, because you sound like more of a felon than I was. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like it. I mean, you know, I was a, a real different felon, right? I mean, a real felon, and I'm not proud of that, of course. But you sound worse than me. Well, I mean, I had a lot, I had a half a million dollars, <laughs> but uh, okay. So go ahead. So now you got a warrant. You got six deputy cars out front. They arrest you. Yes. They have a warrant for your arrest. They arrest you. Did they put you in cuffs? Uh, they let me. They were generous enough to allow me to cuff me in front. Okay, so is this in front of your kids? Yes. And see, this is the point where I get mad at law enforcement, Dana, mm-hmm. because you know I've seen a lot of cases where they could take a person outside and say, "Listen, I don't want to arrest you in front of your kids. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I have to cuff you. That's policy. Why don't you come outside?" Most people say, thank you, okay. Mm-hmm. And you go out, you get arrested, and the kids don't at least see your mom getting thrown out, you know. Mm-hmm. Did they do anything else? They don't throw you on the floor or anything, did they? No, no, that didn't happen. And, I, you know, it's kind of weird what you retain and what you can, like, remember like it was yesterday. My kids were crying, and they said, my daddy wears the same uniform as you. Why are you doing this to my mom? Oh, <clears throat> and look I, at me. You're going to make me cry. And I said... Everybody has a job to do. And they knew one of the deputies that was there. His name was DeWitt. And they knew him from um, from just seeing you know him around in Mims. Because he, he was just a local guy. You just, know. Just a, was he a good guy? Yeah. Yeah. And I said... He got roped into this shit. I'm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the ink wasn't even dry on this bullshit warrant. But I said to my boys, everybody has a job to do. And sometimes their jobs suck. And today it's... Deputy DeWitt's day to have his job suck. And wow, good for um, you. That just recognizing that makes you smart. I think that was, I, I promised them, I promised them, I'm going to be home. Your kids. Yeah. I'm going to be home tonight. Were you? Think, yes, because we were able to post bond. bond down, yeah. Um, I think hindsight 2020, if I did not have <coughs> my kids waiting for me, I would have fought it and gone to first appearance and been like, Fix the bond. Let's Absol- do a bond correction. But not only the bond correction, first appearance, a <laughs> big mistake on a lot of people's parts in the law, and I'll give everybody out there, and it's usually because the lawyers suck. They waive speedy trial. Uh, usually that's a bad move because these local agencies and agencies don't have their ducks in a, in a row. Uh, they even the FBI or whoever it is, they're looking to get more witnesses, they build the case, and they plan on defense attorneys saying the first appearance they'll say it, uh, we'd like to waive speedy trial. And the reason lawyers do that, everybody, is because they want to make more money. Yeah. Because if your case is not ready, they have to drop it, they don't need the lawyer. There's a number of reasons I can get into. Uh, but <laughs> At this time, obviously, you learn a lot, Dana, and I think this is a very important. You need a book, number one. But number two, so far, you tell me you get arrested. Did they tell you what you're arrested for? Uh, yeah, yep. They and say to you, you're arrested for yes, uh, filing a false call. But, yep, and harassment. 
Correct. Or, cyber stuff. Cyber stuff. Okay. And you're thinking, what the fuck did I do? Well, I don't remember. Am I correct or no? Or did you know you made a mistake by putting a person's wrong name? I still don't think there should be a crime because the statute I read mm-hmm. does not say you even can't. It just says false report. Right. Nobody investigated if the report was false. Right, exactly. And it, it's very interesting because I know we're kind of all over the map. No, we're not. People are following it. Okay. One of the days during the trial, let me, let me go back a minute or two. There were plea offers offered. Number one, I'm smart enough to know this was nothing more than politics. All right. They're trying to get me. They're trying to shut me down because of my paper. I got that. I was not going to plea to something that it wasn't a heinous crime. I did not wake up one morning and say, let me find this fuck and call in and, and, and accuse him of having sex with his daughter. Do you know what that's called? Um, Let's see. Mens rea. Right. Meaning well, it, it, it's Latin it, for intent. Mo- you, intent have to, right. you have to know you're committing a crime. You have right. to have intent. Right. Obviously, you don't have intent. No, my only, like I said, my only goal was to get somebody to go in and figure out what is going on. Now, this father is also a prominent soccer coach of young girls in our area. Oh, wow. And I feel like, I, you know. I, we got to know right away because people are thinking it. Is he still around? No, he um he he moved to another state. Um so he we just pushed the problem to another state and could be young people getting abused. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, keep going cuz I got more questions down the line. Okay. So I'm trying to think. On one day during the trial, we've got this guy who was from DCF and the question on the table from one of my lawyers was at what point did you find my client's call to be false? Oh, my God. The state jumped up and they're screaming, objection, object. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And the judge said, it is not up for him to determine if the call was false. It's up to the jury. That's not how the statute reads. No, right of there course. Was absolute absolutely. Shit, right there. Right then and there, that lawyer said, hold on. She is charged with filing a false call. I am asking, when did you determine it was false? Correct. And the judge shot it down. Shot it down. Okay. So when that judge fights it down, I don't know where you, I'm going to go there later, Mm -hmm. is where your appeals are at or whatever happened on that point. But okay. Now, okay, who is your attorney that fucked this up? Because I'm telling you, I think a first year pre-law, (laughs) <laughs> you can be pre-med and win this fucking case. Right. So I went with a very young new attorney. I thought she really wanted to make a name for herself. I When I first started my paper, I mean, you know, I was that dog with the bone. I, I'm, I'm going to track you down. I'm going to do I, well. I respected your, your dog in this. You're, you, you are a relentless investigator. You, I'm sure you are. I know your personality. And I thought she was going to be that same way. Well, I knew. I just knew Something's not right. She's in bed with the judge. And I continuously asked this question, asked this, I think you're in bed with laminitis. And she assured me she was not. After I was finally able to read all my transcripts, she and laminitis had made a deal. And the promise was that laminitis hammers me and laminitis will ensure that there will be no 385s filed on this judge. I mean, on this A 385 is ineffective assistance counsel. Correct. Uh, Wait a minute. Since you found that out, 
Yes. First of all, this lawyer should be disbarred. She's unfortunately still in practice. <laughs> she should be. Di- I want to know her name. Jessica Burgess. Je- Jessica what? Burgess. Burgess. Mm-hmm. Is she a criminal defense attorney? Yes, she is. Are you kidding me? I am not. You have it in writing where she made a deal with the judge? It's in the transcripts. And it was so funny because here Are I- you fucked it up? This sounds like, like a 1960 movie. shit. You yeah. know, I mean, where there's no records. And I'm telling my friends, I'm telling, they're fucking me. I know this. I know my, I know she's in bed with her. Well, nobody could prove it until after. Then when it was discovered, it was like, oh my God, Dana, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. I mean, I, at that point, I couldn't unring that bell. But that's what I was trying to say. From the well, beginning. did you afterwards, how long afterwards, and did you file an ineffective assistant counsel? Um, okay. Let's, no, oh, we, well, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. I want to keep going okay. a few more. Okay. So your lawyer sucks. Let's just Absolutely. leave it at yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, and the judge is against you. Yes. Prosecutor's against you. Absolutely. I mean, it's obvious the second charge of a whole department is going after you. Yep. Uh, all of this, most of this, do you find this out later? The majority of it, yes. Ah, uh, okay. That's the problem. Right. Now, I often tell young people and people on this show, and I want to tell them everywhere, I won my case. You know Why? Because I decided to study the law, and I know my case, and everybody knows their own case. Don't put your hands in, don't put your life in the hands of another person who don't give a fuck about your case, uh, who wants a paycheck, who wants to go home later, and is, is going on vacation, and can get less about you and what's going to happen to you, especially a case. I, I, does this lawyer believe in any, I, I, listen, this lawyer needs to be exposed. Because this lawyer, to me, is as bad as anybody so far I've read. Anybody. In fact, worse. Mm-hmm. Because when you have an attorney, you're supposed to be, have the confidence in an attorney and, and the confidentiality in an attorney. And she made a deal in right. And you heard, you have the transcripts. We have the transcripts. We, 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 she had called <coughs> them up to the bench, had on the white noise. So it took a long time to get all the transcripts. Well, wait, wait, let me, let me. One of the other things. Because just when you think Judge Lemonitis could not be any more evil, one of the other things that she denied me was any access to my court records. That's I, a illegal. Right. So I. You know how many federal laws were broke here? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, a lot of federal. Federal. Now we're talking big time stuff. A lot of federal laws. Were broke. And I was going to use the redneck, the redneck term, shit time. Um, a shit of, ton. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. So several times I represented myself pro se and went in front. Pro se to everybody out there means for oneself in Latin and pro se means you're representing yourself. Just to get a copy of my records. That's all I wanted. It was part of my stipulation of my house arrest. If I was caught with any of my documentation, I would be in violation of probation. Are you fucking kidding me? No. This is even, listen, I know a lot about the case, but I didn't know a lot of this. Right. This is fucking out, outlandish. Mm-hmm. I have a friend, I think he's going to be listening to this show. His name's Paul Tolini, and he's one of the best criminal guys I know in Fed. And uh, there's got to be a lawsuit here. There has to be a lawsuit here. Uh, because if this is going on, if not a lawsuit, the people involved should be fired. At the minimum, mm-hmm. should be fired. Uh, because you lost your liberty. Uh, I often talk about that. I said, the reason I am hard on law enforcement, or not hard, but I tell it like it is, is because they're an organization that has the power to take a person's liberty or life under, under the color of law. Mm-hmm. 
Does it now that law should be legal? Obviously, we are seeing illegal things. This attorney who's got me, uh, I, I, I am going to look this. I want people out there to look this attorney up. I want to know what she does. Somebody's going to have to tell me what this attorney does because uh, I'm going to look her up. I, I want to I invite her on this show, and I want you on the show. Are you, would you, are I, you willing I, to I, confront her? Oh, absolutely. I would, I would absolutely Nick, love it. Nick, are you listening to this? I want, I want this attorney. I want, I want to get an invitation out to this attorney. Uh, this attorney, because I respect the, the law a lot, uh, meaning what a lawyer does, how they do it, what they're supposed to do, and everything else that goes along with that. Uh, because that's your last line of defense against a corrupt government Correct. or a corrupt agency. Yep. Yes. You know, I hate to say this, Dana. I am not even surprised at corruption in agencies. I'm really not. Am I with you now? I <laughs> I am not surprised at corruption in agencies. I'm not a private people. People are human. I am more, I guess, agitated, I guess is the best word, uh, because what has happened with this person, meaning who's supposed to represent you. Yep. That, to me, is the biggest... Uh, <laughs> biggest flaw in this case because if you had anybody willing to stand on two feet and say what no what now i i hate to say this because i don't want young attorneys to not get get uh, a, a case like this if they have the right i guess morals i guess the right ethics to run this and run it hard and then win or lose. I always say there are people in the public defender's office that are better lawyers than most because they're just good lawyers and they're hungry. Oh, and especially our public defender's office is phenomenal. I love my public defender's Me office. Me too. Me I too. do. I like the head of it, Blaze Tredis. I'll give him a shout out. I like all of them. From Stephen Rice, I heard his back. Wow. Well, Blew it, me away. Great attorney. For the record, it was be because you introduced me years ago to Blaze Tredis. I wanted to go the PD route because I have so much faith in them. I wish you would have. It was a conflict. So I would have had to go. Yeah, the conflict attorney to let everybody know that. That is when the public defenders would have a conflict. So they actually have a hired attorney. When you don't have money, you have the right to a defense. That's another case I can get into. But what happens there is if, if it's conflict with the public defenders, they end up paying and it. They pay them shitty, but it, it is still paying a lawyer. Now, that person who takes that case knows that it's already a conflict. Correct. So that person should know it's going to be a tough case or a fighting case or whatever. That lawyer you had could have made a great name for herself. And that's what I wanted. That is <coughs> that I got a phone call. That's the reporter in you. Yes, because I knew I made it. I knew you made it. I wanted her to make it. This is a young, hungry person. Let's go. You thought. I thought. I thought. Okay. And, so, and, and just so as if this wasn't bad enough, let me let me tell you one more thing. After, well, in discovering in my mind that this was political, there's two examples I want to give you. One example was the day of my sentencing, because the, the jury found me, found me guilty of filing a false report. The judge withholds sentencing until the following week. Now, I, because of my paper, I, I knew everybody. I didn't expect any favors, but I knew people. And you know the law. Right. Well, the I mean, enough. I, I, if I remember correctly at that time, I looked at us, ah, oh, she's going to get probation or some bullshit. Yeah. 
And I, I just couldn't, I just could not agree to that because I knew what I did wasn't wrong. But on my day of sentencing, the PIO for our 18 judicial As judges. public information officer. She tweets, come one, come all, come see Dana Delaney Lloyd get sentenced today. The media shows up at my sentencing. Are you kidding me? Cameras are a rolling. So I get taken out the back door and we have to have another show with just talking about the inside of the jail anyway. Oh, we're going to have another about prison too. So, But I, this got so good, I can't even, uh, 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 this is blowing me away. So I got transferred because another conflict, they put me in the Orange County Jail. Well, Channel 13, I think it's Spectrum 13 now, but whatever it was then, is continuously looping all weekend my court sentencing, my mugshot. Like, I am this biggest scumbag fucking to walk the face of the earth. When I was in a, a woman's, it was a glass dorm, I saw so many, dep- their officers over there, would come knock on the door and tell the officer, go bring Dana up here. We want to see what she looks like because she's all over the TV. So many other women came in and said, you're running on the TV downstairs. Like I was this. You were a celebrity. But not in a good way. No, you, you were infamous. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. No. And, and it was, <laughs> I, I felt like a puppy in a, you know, come, let's go look at the animals. So then obviously get through that. After I get out, I was given game time, which was lemon, the judge. Oh my God. The judge did not want that. So they are scrambling on new year's Eve night. Probation officer comes, knocks on my door. It's just me and my kids. And hey, you're at home at this point. At, I'm at home okay. at this point. And said that judge Lemonitis wants to put a warrant out for your arrest. No bond because you violated probation. I said, how the, what the, how did I fucking violate? There was something that was on the internet that she thought I should have taken down. Now, also in her ruling, I'm not allowed to use my name and the father's name in, in any, any, any stretch of the imagination. So I could not even go to a Google bar and put in my name and his name to see if there was anything out there. You, do you know all this is illegal? Absolutely. Okay. So I have to Every go. one of your federal rights are being violated. I are being violated. I have to let go. you know. Oh, yeah. I have to go back. It, they, the, finally, the probation agreed. That and, you were right. No, 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 not at first. They convinced her to give me um, a notice to appear. So I go in front of her. They have another, they have a new conflict attorney assigned to me. Who's he? I can't remember his name. He okay. was out of Volusia. They're offering me five years. Go right now. Plead to the, you know, you, you committed this crime, a violation of probation, five years in the women's prison up in the panhandle. To which we gratefully said, fuck you. Do you know what's sad, and I keep thinking of this case now, man, my brain is going crazy because sadly, somebody who's uneducated, maybe maybe illiterate, would maybe take that. Mm-hmm. And that's why, that's why I've decided now's the time because, you know, I, I'm, again, it's not, it's not all law enforcement. It's not all state attorneys. It's not all. Of course not. I always say that no matter when I say anything about anybody. It's the individual. You know, listen, Correct. you know, I don't blame agencies unless there's a systematic failure, which a lot of times there are. Yeah. And that goes <laughs> to policy, that goes to politicians. It goes a lot of ways. But I don't say that often, actually. I say, listen, this is a bad apple, you know, or whatever, and they need to be held accountable. But at this case, 
is, I don't know, it's almost a systematic failure, but go ahead. So my, my parent, well, it was just my mom that was with me that day. We decided to hire Michael Bross to represent me. Michael? Bross. Okay, he's an attorney in Brevard County? Correct. I, he's retired now, I think, but... He was a fighter, if I remember. Yes. Okay. So, with that being said, this drags out. This VOP, everything is told. Everything is stopped because I've allegedly violated. Finally, 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 we get my day in court. And the two probation officers that violated me took the stand in front of Judge Crawford. Charlie Crawford. Crawford. I know him. Both of them admitted under oath there was never a violation. They were ordered to violate me from Lemonitis' office. Now, the ironic part is this. Charlie Crawford says, there's no violation here, case dismissed. I just did all this time for allegedly filing a false report, and these heifers fraudulently lied on affidavits because somebody told them to. Now, I heard one of them did get a suspension, but I know they're both back there now. That, to me, was... I don't wait, 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 let me go, let me go one better. Mm-hmm. Forget the person. You know, I very rarely blame rank and file that are following orders. Okay. Might be a wrong order, but somebody has to, you know, obviously that. Who gave that order? Robin Lemonitis. Is that provable? That's what they testified under oath. Two people pr- said that she told, even though there's no violation, to violate her anyway. Correct. And what happened to her? The judge. Did somebody, go, is that why she was kicked off the bench? That's, I can only tell you what I believe. I can tell you, finally, I filed my JQC complaint, which I, I know that you know the law. Once you file that, you are bound to secrecy. But now it's been for, it's been so long. Yep. Um, she had announced her bid for running again. How it was described to me was she receives a phone call. You're going to go under investigation again based on the Dana Delaney Lloyd case, or you can simply resign at the end of the year so she will get her tenure. So she withdrew from the race. She finished until December, and she moved away. Where is she? Gainesville, Florida. Uh, What is she doing? I had heard that she was... Um, teaching at the University of Florida. I try to confirm that. What? I know, right? <laughs> now, well, it's just, I'm, I'm a huge Gator fan. I did not go, but I'm a huge Gator fan. But I did do a search of her. Fuck the Gators. This weekend, or this before coming here. And it looks like she's practicing law in Gainesville. Okay. And uh, has anybody, I, you know, I know there's protections for government officials and judges mm-hmm. and stuff of that nature. Uh, and, but, when they knowingly violate a law, mm-hmm. knowingly. Did you hear the word I just said? Correct. There's zero protection. It is called in the law deliberate indifference. When you have deliberate indifference to the law or a policy or you know something went wrong and you did nothing about it, it's called deliberate indifference. You have zero protections when they do that. So most cases, when they pass deliberate indifference, the state or whoever it is uh, uh, settles because, fuck, they don't want to go in front of a, a jury that says, wait a minute. Not only deliberately indifference, the state knew it. This girl, this lady has been violated how many times, and they're letting her do her job. So somebody up the line had to either gets booted or whatever, and then they lose money. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it gets back down to the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
at any point in this time has any been thing filed against this this attorney or judge? No. Okay, so right now we have a crooked judge mm-hmm. who literally flouted, I mean, totally went against everything ethical and, and forget even the ethic, legal, mm-hmm. went against everything. She's practicing law. Mm-hmm. We have an attorney who made a deal with the devil, literally in the records, is now still practicing law right here in my backyard. Correct. And just kind of ironic, my husband uh, went to court, the Chinesville courthouse, I don't know, two weeks ago or something. And he's sitting, you know, he's just sitting in the room and Jessica walked in and... Uh, the attorney, yeah. I, I, we gotta, I gotta put her in. There. I got, I gotta invite her on. I need, we really need to know her name. What's it again? Jessica Burgess. Jessica Burgess. I'm gonna have Nick look that up, and we're gonna. Uh, I am gonna invite her to talk about the Dana Delaney case on this show live because you know it's the real deal. We don't fucking. Yeah. I won't. T- this is the real deal. Yes. And I'm inviting you to sit in that chair if you're willing to do it. Oh, and I wish you would. Not only that, I would love for uh, Judge Lemonitis to come on, because the questions, I'm going to invite them both. I have questions. No, do you? No, you have questions. I want. Listen, I am taking your word at this point mm-hmm. that there is a transcript mm-hmm. of this lady making a deal with Raman Lemonitis, the judge. Mm-hmm. I am taking your word that the probation department, and I'm going to invite those two people. And there has to be paperwork to this because I, you know, as a guy who does the law, guy who knows what he's doing, I think get back back up with paperwork. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, you know, there's, there's no, oh, she's just, he say she say. Oh, you know. So just let me do a plug real quick. Um, there is an online publication <clears throat> yep. out of Volusia County called Volusia Exposed. I'm very, what is it called? Volusia Exposed. V O L U S I A. Volusia Exposed. Right. That's the county north of us. Correct. Okay, so Volusia Exposed is it? Is it like your newspaper? Um, to the, to a degree, absolutely. Okay. I was more breaking news, um, where they are more, um, long term playing the long game. Yeah, let's let you know. Here's the rest of the story. Type. Okay. But I admire them. Anyway. They have written, I think, at least 27 articles about my case. Every every um, hearing has been recorded. Every hearing is up there. My trial is up there. Every time I had to go back in front of a judge, everything is right there. Okay, so do they have paperwork on what we're talking about? Oh, they're the ones that originally found it. Okay, yes. did they write about it? Yes. Okay, and what happened then? Nobody cared. Nobody cared that this attorney made a deal with a judge to fuck you over. No. I mean, I, this is almost surreal, right? It is, it is. And, and I know that you're sitting there, and I know based on our relationship uh, of of several years, that my brain is fucking working, right? But I I understand that you want to vet it because it is it's so hard to believe. Like my tip, I to, do want to vet, and I will vet. My it. tiptoe <laughs> through the tulips through the judicial system was. Eye-opening, shocking. Um, I I can't even. I, I just finally was able about two weeks ago. I went down to the Biera courthouse just to go hop from courtroom to courtroom 
to see what is going on because I missed that aspect of it. You know, Dana, uh, I'm going to promote this show in a big way because I want everybody who listens to this show to realize you are a regular person. Yeah, you could be brash. You can be, you know, person. I know you, but you, you, I've never heard you lie. I've never, ever seen you do something without backing up paperwork. That's why I'm taking your word, obviously, as this. Right. And I think everybody needs to know you lost your children. For Look, I, you lost your children. I know I'm making you cry. I'm okay. You lost your children for a year. And mm -hmm. at what, what age were your children at? Let's see. 2017. Um. My oldest son was born in 2005. 17, so he is uh, 12 years old. And my youngest was born in 2007, so he was about 10. So you had a 10 and a 12-year-old children at home. They watch you get arrested in front of them. You lose them for a year. And the day that I went to my sentencing, I had taken out all my jewelry because the back of your mind is... Just in fucking case. Just in case. And I hugged them both and I told them, I'm fairly sure I'm going to be home tonight, but if I'm not, I love you so much. I Once I got to where I was at, um, that was in April, I finally let my husband come see me in June. I didn't want anybody to see me there. I just wanted to get my shit done. But my children had been through so much, I wasn't going to expose them. To that, to that. So I, I got pictures. I talked to them on the phone, but no, I didn't see them. I didn't get to. Read they them. never saw you for a year. <laughs> nope. Uh, you know, obviously understanding prison like I do and losing my children and losing things. I know how difficult it is. Knowing how good of a mother you are, uh, are yeah, I say are, uh, it. I told you something, and I remember this to this day. I told you, Dana, what doesn't kill you is going to make you stronger. Mm -hmm. And I think it has. I mean, I always told you that the system is fucking corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> you used to tell me no. <laughs> I did. You we said, had knockdown drag outs over Oh, there. no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> hello. I this, That proved out, right? Yes. Uh, but it hurts me. When people, listen, I don't want people to think the governments are bad and agencies are bad. People are bad. I want people to realize it can happen to them. That's what I'm at. You are not a criminal by, by any stretch of the imagination. And now you sit in front of me as a felon. Yep. So even more of your rights are gone. You can't own a weapon. You can't vote. Well, I don't know if you got that back. Uh, there's a few things you can't do, whatever. And that is wrong. That's, you know, I mean, that's the long-term hurt. And the more you go, listen, I know your family, and I'm sure your kids are going to have that, but that's going to make them stronger, too. You watch. Uh, as mine, I mean, my kids said, Dad, we know what you did, and we respect your word, because I was offered three years when I got 12 years. Mm -hmm. And so it took a long time. It was hurting. I didn't see my son for t over 10 years. Uh, and we talked like you did. Even that wasn't as much because uh, of money and everything that goes along with prison. Yeah. Uh, but it made them stronger to this day, I think. Uh, so that's a little consolation you might get when down the line. But it irks me that you can lose 
your children over trying to protect another child. That's really what it was over. Right. And I think that was now, the hardest, the hardest you, thing. You and I probably believe there's more to the story even. Because why are people after Dana? Why? And I think it was because of the newspaper. Exactly. And I also believe they, they did so many illegal things trying to take your First Amendment right. Listen, they did. Illegally, you didn't know it or whatever it was. But it kind of irks me. There's a few things that irk, irk me, and I say that uh, really irritate me, is the people that were supposed to try to help you and protect you, that you paid to try to help you and protect you, are the ones that fucked you later, too. Uh-huh. Uh, they know. Every attorney knows about the First Amendment. I mean, in a mega way. Mm-hmm. Every attorney knows you don't make an illegal deal with a judge. I mean, uh, th- this is like fucking the most basic shit that would an attorney should know. And I wonder how those attorneys sleep with themselves. Well, how they justify what they did. So not not necessarily, not a plug, but another attorney was brought in on my case who happened to be Mike Bross's son, Paul Bross, who was helping Jessica out. He ended up getting just, not because of my case, because he had so much other stuff going on, but he was disbarred for five years. For, um, I think drugs. I, I, th- I, I think something. Yeah, I, he made mistakes. I don't right. hate anybody who makes mistakes. Uh, but he was the one that questioned, that said, "Wait a minute," and did say, on the record to Judge Lemonize, "I'm trying to defend my client. You're blocking me at at every avenue," and I could see the frustration in him. But I think that's when I realized. You think somebody went after him then? No, I think he was too far gone in his Oh, world. he was fucked up anyway. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Okay, that's yeah. okay. I mean, he made his mistakes. I right, get you. Right. It's a shame, you know, that to, to defend you, defend somebody, you have to be squeaky clean. Because what he was doing for you has zero to do with what he did, you know, whatever else he did. Uh, and there was nobody after that you had uh, that you thought should help defend. Why did you bring in this Michael Bross? Because you knew this attorney was fucking up? No, I brought in Michael Bross because, well, actually, thank God my parents helped me out financially, but... I know your parents are great people, too. Because he... Um, they are. He's a go-getter, and he'll tell you, go fuck yourself if that's what needs to be said. And I knew they were just itching to put... I they, think they, you should have got his father. That's who I got. Paul was, was in my trial... Michael, the father, represented me during the BOP. That never happened. Yeah, of course, he, he knows what he's doing. Right, <laughs> right. He, he, I wish he was there for the trial. Me too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, all, all, all hindsight, a lot of hindsight. Um, one of the other things that was extremely interesting is we appealed to the 5th DCA, which is in Volusia. That's where now, we, uh, people let him know. The next thing, the next step you appeal a case is to a district. Uh, the uh, appeals court, which is handles X amount of uh, districts uh, or circuits. And then after that, you go to the state Supreme Court. Go ahead. So if memory serves me correctly, <clears throat> the law firm that was hired to represent my appeal was about 75 grand. So we all go up on a road trip. I'm, I'm out of jail. I got permission to go. And this lawyer from Miami argues my case. People approached us out in the lobby after, because you don't get your decision at the fifth, and came out and said, congratulations, you won. I, I sit in cases all the time. You won hands down. The person that was defending 
um, our our motion shook my lawyer's hand and conceded. No, you mean that you mean the prosecutor defending the state, right? I'm sorry, the prosecutor, right? Shook my lawyer's hand, conceded. Congratulations, you won. You know, good battle. We all went out for pizza, knowing we won. Finally, got the ruling back from the fifth, and they PCA'd it, which I can't remember exactly what that stands for, but. They're they're not they're not taking a side one way or another. That PCA means that there's not enough here to overturn, but not enough to deny it either, uh, or grant it either. So it, it kind of goes in limbo. So, but you can go back right. on a PCA, right? And that was only going to be like another hundred and seventy five thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, we're done, we're done. Um, yeah, money, money, yeah, money makes. Well, money, money. Sadly, uh, if you don't think there's two classes of people in this country. Uh, the haves and the haves nots, and in the law, more than anything, just just take a few cases I can go to, and you'll find out. Um, totally right. If you have money, you can hire different attorneys. It does not matter. The best of the best. And if you don't, you are fucked. Simple. Yeah. I mean, it is it is what it is. Uh, but go ahead. Well, and I do want to say, obviously, this is this is an emotional topic topic for me. Um, I, am, I told you it would be. I'm I, sorry. I'm, I, I'm so thankful for some of the experiences that I went through. But I look at people like in, in our community, like Crosley Green. Cro- oh. uh, I, you know, oh. in the grand. So you're going to make me cry. I've got nothing. You know, I've got nothing on this man. I, 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 was, I was out and, and we had to live this. It lasted just a few years. You know, we got this I guy. I did tell you time with tales all ones. I tell everybody that. But, you know, we're going to be ending. Wow, we're going on. But that I'm loving this because this is on a specific topic I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, and I want to maybe give you a little bit of advice. What's got me through a lot that I went through, and I went through a lot, is knowing that I have experience now that can help others. Dana, you have a massive amount of experience in a system that could fucking wrong you. But you still are not bitter. You don't hate the system. You don't hate law enforcement. You don't hate, hate, like hate, you know, and I don't either. And it took me many years to not hate. Uh, what I think you need to do, and I'm, uh, this is my only advice to you, and as a, as a friend and as a person who's been through stuff now, write a book. Yep. When you write a book, you can go on a circuit and you can tell a story like this that, is going to open eyes, and it will uh, help more and more people. Don't write a book for a bestseller. Mine happened to get there. Write a book to change lives. And uh, when you talk to people, and you, and it's going to take time because it took me time to get the bitterness out of me. Or even though I thought I had a little bit of fucking, you know, like turn the knife on them or this or that. As I get older, I realize that there's bigger things than even my case or your case or even Grossly Green's case, uh, that you now have experience that so many I don't even have because I was always guilty. Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously, you know, you're an intelligent woman who has to realize, uh, you know, it got to get better because if it doesn't get better, what are we living for? Uh, you know, we want to make the, be- the the system better so other people don't go through it, and they still want to fight. You are a fighter from day one. I get the scaredness that happens after it, you've been fucked. 
And it's going to take long. To this day, I'm out 15 years and I can't stand if a cop is behind me. I get I get a, a chill. And it has nothing to do with I'm doing anything illegal. I'm not robbing shit or anything. Why? Because it's inbred in me. And, and obviously things in you, you're out three years now, I think it is. Four years, maybe? I finished in... 19, so 20. 20 and four years, a little less than four years. And it, you're just even now getting where you can start talking about it in a way that you, you did today. Right. And everybody out there who's listening, I'm going to go into her prison time. I'm going to go into prison how, how you feel when you are innocent and you go to jail. I was guilty. So I have a different feeling. You were innocent. And I think that's important for people to know. And I think it's important for people to know that the system isn't fair. And they said, you told your son that on the porch. Your job won't be good. But we do need certain things to happen. Uh, attorneys should be held accountable for the actions they did. And this attorney, I'm going to invite her on, and I hope you confront her in the right way, which I think you will, uh, So as I will. I'm going to invite this uh, judge. I know how to get hold of her. And I'll get hold of her. And I want her to come on and defend what she did to you. Mm -hmm. That's, I think that would bring some closure. Not, no, I don't think, I mean, no, it I, won't. I the think, only okay. one who could bring closure to you is you. Uh, doesn't matter what another person says. Doesn't matter what another person does. You know you insides and you know you were right and you know what happened to you you have to come to grips with that alone because they can come on here and argue and blah, and that's that is not close no everybody's saying oh i'm wrong hey kumbaya go fuck yourself that none of that gives you closure what gives you closure is your inner peace that you did stuff you weren't a, a per and i think you have it you just gotta accept it uh it took me many years listen when i was tortured in prison Took me five years. I was planning people's murders. Literally. When you get abused like that, and you know what I mean. And I, I don't even doubt you have it. Uh, until you have to forgive them. And I mean, it's harder than anything. And I did it by saying, uh, how bad is their lives? They must go home and be beaten. And their wives must be fucking sucking dick and fucking everybody in a whore. I gave every reason in my own self to believe why they did it. Mm -hmm. uh, two, whether it's true or not, to justify to myself well, how I can give forgiveness on people because how do you abuse a person, literally abuse them, break and rip, everything, and go home and sleep at night like you're fucking normal because you're not. Uh, but I had to get over my own hatred because that hate was consuming me and it was killing me from the inside. Worse than being shot, worse than being stabbed, worse than uh, uh, a sentence you can get or anything. That hatred was killing me. And I had to get over that hateness. And I want you to realize, and I'm sure it's there. And it takes time because I can feel the passion still in you. And, and I love it. I have passion, but I've learned to deal with things in a whole different way. And I, and I you know, it took me many, 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 many years. I've been out of prison 15 years. And it took many years before I said I didn't kill him. I mean, that was a, that was a goal. And I can tell you where I was and who told me and, and who helped me through that. It was my cousin, my cousin Cheryl, who works with people. She's a life coach. She's one of the smartest women I've ever met. And she says, looked at me and says, Larry, I know it's bothering you. And I, yeah, I get it. 
you have to let it go and call it forgiveness. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to say right. You don't have to even hug him. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to fucking confront him. You have to do it inside. So it's not closure by anybody's standard at all except yours. And, you know, maybe this helps. Maybe talking to people who've been through crazy stuff helps. And it does. The And I will give you the biggest thing that helps me. I help a lot of people, whether it's adults for this or anybody. And, you know, seeing a young man like Nick and, and, and trying to help in little ways, little ways, I think that is my way of, I'm calling it greedy. Uh, it's it makes me feel good that I am am that human that everyone thinks you're not, uh, or people who don't know you. Obviously, your family's great. I I, I don't know your parents personally, but I talk enough about it. I know I love your parents. <laughs> I think they're great. Uh, so I just want you to realize and think about that internally. You got good kids. They're gonna get through it. They're gonna get through it. It hurts. It hurts. Now, listen, I the worst one of the worst times I my life when my daughter I'm disciplined or after out of prison. She looks at my face and says, where have you been my whole life? Whew. Wow, look at how it, it hits me. Uh, she's right, but I have told her. And since then, Ashley, yes. Now, there comes a time in your life, Ashley, that you have to move on and not use that as an excuse mm -hmm. for anything. You know, I mean, what I did was wrong. I admit that. I justified, not justified, I admitted it, and I come to grips with it, and so do you. Uh, and that goes for children, family, husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, anybody. They have to come to grips with themselves. And I want you just to know that. So if you keep helping people, and Dana, you have such a powerful story, and you are a speaker. A little rough around the edges like me, <laughs> but you're, you're a powerful speaker, and you need to get into front of groups uh, and explain your story. And, and I think your main story, and I think your main uh, uh, thing of your story. Mine is make good choices and do, and and don't do the things I did because prison is not where you want to go. Your story is going to be. Listen, it can happen to anybody, mm -hmm. and here's why. And then the story starts. So please take advice from an old man. Write a book because I think that will open doors. Not I don't care what the book does. I don't care if it has sells one copy. It's gonna and sell. It's, that'll be your, it's gonna sell a lot. Copy? I'm gonna sell. I'll buy a lot, and I'll give them away, because what happens is that gives you the the key to get to a speaking engagement at a a, a book club or a organization. A lot of it. So make sure you do that, please. Uh, at least contemplate. Put. It. I don't care if it's a short story, uh, but your story is not short. So you you said a lot today. And we didn't even talk about other things that we could talk about. And we will. We will. But make sure you do that. Please, can you do that? On it. Okay. And anything else you want to say to people? Just thank you to people like you. I, I, I was very scared coming out that people were going to believe all this negative shit. I've had supporters all along, and a lot of them I didn't even know. But to be approached and be told thank you. The family of the little girl is, is very appreciative. I mean, there's there's a lot. And just thank you to everybody who has stood by me through all this and who's covered the story. And thank you. Good for you. Just 
just remember, there are always people who support you, even when you're a bad guy like I was. <laughs> so anybody, uh, everybody out there, please, I hope you take this uh, story, pass it around, put it on your social media. People need to hear Dana's story. Uh, I, I'm glad I even learned some stuff. And I will follow up on that attorneys and that judge and see if the, and if they say no, I'll just talk about that. But uh, Dana, thank you very much. It's not easy, and I know it's not. I really appreciate it. Everybody, have a great day. Please make good choices and always know that things happen. You know, I often tell people, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger, and it is true. Don't touch anything. <laughs> it's the greatest find yet. Nothing compares to it. But it's definitely something you should hear. This is The Real Deal with Larry Lawton.